it's one of those it's one of those days hey guys before this week's podcast starts i just want to say that it's it's a it's a rough one it's a really good episode it was a lot of fun talking to mark steadman however my pc randomly cut out about an hour and a quarter into it there'll be a noise it'll sound like this And like last time when we had issues, that's how you all know when we cut between one bit and another bit. Also, it doesn't end quite as well. Like, it, luckily the recording is up until basically where we ended, but not quite. Um, so the last, like, ten-ish minutes is missing. So at the end of the podcast, I'll come back with a bunch of links to where you can find Mark. Thank you so much to Mark Stedman for coming on. However, it was a wonderful time. And without further ado... Let's get into the podcast. YouTube asks whether or not you're sure you want to start streaming the live event. And every time mm. I see it, I'm like, mm, not sure I am. However, somehow, every time I click yes. <laughs> Are you sure you want to put this live? Yes. I have confidence in my work. Your event is starting and we're live. What is up, everybody? It is Sunday, the 21st of January, and this is the Snappy Tech Podcast, episode number 27, with the wonderful Mark Stedman. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Um, it's Sunday. My broadband went out yesterday, so I'm catching up on everything that needs to be done. It's all good. How are you? Is it Virgin Media by any chance? Yeah, but it, well, I was going to say it wasn't their fault. Right. It might it might not be their fault. The router okay. or the, the modem just sort of fell over and died or something. And so I rang them up and said, I'm going to need a new router. Yes, I've checked the power button. Yes, I definitely know that it's not the power button. Uh, <laughs> can you please send me a new router? And they said, yeah, we'll send you a new one, the modem, because I use a, an actual router. Yeah. But so, yeah, so, you know, the, the modem, blinking lights, nothing. You know, no lights whatsoever. So I'm like, no, it's not getting power at all. Um, so that's great. And then I get on with a bunch of stuff. And a few hours later, I think, you know, what? I'm just gonna just gonna try it again. Just gonna have a, another look. And um, looked at it, pressed the thing, and it didn't come on. Oh, okay, good. All right. Well, at least I'm not going man mad. Check the back, the uh, the button on the back. Press that. Router turned on. <laughs> so. Oh, that is... Oops. New router coming. You know what? It's always a good to upgrade, right? You might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, I mean, um... I've had the same one for three for three years, so it's uh, time to go blazing fast. Yes. I, we, we had actual router problems. Um, so bef before I moved to Georgia, we got the like highest-end home business set up you could, money can buy. Mm. Um it was, you know, whatever the high speed thing they offer is like 400 down and 20 up or whatever it is. So we got that and we were noticing that our speeds were really slow. And when I say really slow, I don't mean like we only got 250. We were getting like five down. Ooh. So we, we, we look into it. We have no idea what it is. We call Virgin Media the first time. They're like, mm, no idea go into, the, you know, they do their business support thing, find nothing. We go, we, we report it a second time to say, guys, seriously, what the hell's going on here? And we, I get through to the phone with someone else and they're like, we've just looked at your account and it seems like you've purchased some static IPs. I'm like, yeah, I have, you know, because it's always useful to have and I'm sure I'll find a use for them eventually. Um, and they go, well, 
we've discovered that there is a that there's a known issue with our Triton um, routers and not working properly with static IPs. I'm like, that might be a bit of an issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me anyone who has this router and a static IP just gets a really bad internet. And they're like, yeah, that's exactly it. And I go, so what's, what am I, what, what, what's the thing I can what do, we do here? here? Yeah. And they go, well, we have three options. We can either get rid of your static IPs. And I'm like, mm, I kind of want them. Then they go, or you can wait until the end of January when the next firmware update is due. And I'm like, mm, don't want that either. And they go, or we can enroll you onto our firmware beta program where you get two months of free internet access in exchange for using beta firmware. And I'm like, this just sounds like a win-win. Sign clearly, me up. Clearly that's option. <laughs> that's clearly the one I want. Option. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you, you know, we got that set up and it, the process took like 24 hours between me telling them to do it and it actually going through. And lo and behold, we get 400 down. <laughs> Boom. Oh, that's nice. I mean, I get um, about 150 down here. Uh, if I'm not, weirdly, if I'm not wired, um, then I get 150, sometimes 160 of slightly unreliable Wi-Fi. Right. Um, because there is a Faraday cage somewhere in my flat. Um, and so internet, or well, any kind of radio signal doesn't travel from the living room where all of the things are right. to the office here. Uh, there is something in between the two uh, spots that just kills all radio signals. I was going to say, is it um, a literal Faraday cage? Like, where do you have one no, of those? No, <laughs> but it could well be. Uh, it might as well be. Uh, but it's, it's built intimate. into the walls. They've just yeah, absolutely. It's, sealed so, it's it off. some kind of casual, a, a cavity insulation that that seems to uh, yeah to kill signals. Um, and uh, so I bought one of these expensive um, routers. The um, the equivalent the attainable british equivalent of the Eero because you can't right. get them here uh, which is um the orby and it's made by netgear i think and it's very very good and it gets rid of 95 percent of my wi-fi problems but then every now and again it will just completely die and the routers all go you know the, the satellites will go oh, i don't know what the internet where is it and so for that, I have a wired connection and that's fine, except it's a power line adapter and it doesn't get the same kind of speeds. So I could go for it's mostly reliable 160 down or completely solid 70 down. And right. at the moment, I'm going completely solid. Interestingly, now, so you, you'll be aware, as I'm sure everyone in the UK is, um, the, the internet in the UK is ADSL, right? It's asymmetrical. Uh, it um, is if you're mostly. on BT. Um, whereas I think, I might be wrong, but I think uh, Virgin is a different system. No, Virgin, uh, it might, it's, it's... You know more than I would, but... It's, I, I, it's I, fiber, I but it's, de it's, it's yeah. definitely asymmetrical, which is okay. the part of that I was sort of more leaning towards as opposed to yes. the DSL bit. So yes, it's asymmetrical. It's definitely asymmetrical. Yes. Um, this is because it's to prevent people from torrenting stuff, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you like one of the big things of using their business lines is that you know they the, the thing that really pissed me off when using Virgin Media is unless you're on their home business line, they actually throttle your upload. So if you upload yeah. more than one gigabyte worth of data in a day, they start throttling, 
which is an issue when you're trying to live stream 4K content yeah. because it becomes a gigabyte after like two minutes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that explains possibly. That, that'll why explain I, a lot. <laughs> that does explain a lot. Yeah, because I keep I keep thinking I should ring them up and see if I can get some sort of business service from Virgin. Yes. Yeah, that'll be it. So I I don't know what the exact number is. It, it's mm -hmm. probably more than one gigabyte. But it would be yeah. like, you know, whenever I was uploading a video onto YouTube, the first however much uploads quite quickly, and then the upload gets throttled for 24 hours, which is really Wow. <laughs> you've, you've opened my mind. And that is specifically for stopping people torrenting stuff. Um, yeah. So when you upgrade you to the business internet, they first of all turn off that throttle criteria. And second of mm. all, the upload speed tends to be faster anyway. Um, yes. However, in Georgia... Uh, they have no concept of asymmetrical data. They're like, you know, okay. why would you do that? So yeah. I'm currently using 4G to broadcast this. Um, wow. Because um, basically, like, it, it is actually ADSL here, right? Mm -hmm. um, on top of that, I'm currently in a pretty remote part of Georgia. Um, mm -hmm. So we don't have... Our, our ISP options, you know, there are two or three options, but they're all quite slow. Uh, we're on our fastest, on the fastest internet connection you can get at our house, and it's like 20 down and 20 up. Right. Which, though okay, isn't that reliable as well. So I'm, I'm on my 4G connection, which is about 80 down and 80 up. And the 80 <laughs> up is the bit that I love. <laughs> Yeah, that's, oh yeah, that's gorgeous. Because <laughs> I'll be, you know, doing something like this, because in, in the UK, doing a 4K uh, podcast is actually quite hard, because this specifically is currently running at 35 up. Mm -hmm. um, and wow. It, it's just almost impossible to pull off in the UK, unless you're on a 4K connection, on a uh, 4G connection. So yes. I have 4G with, I'm going to try to not unplug this, because I've done that before. Uh, <laughs> I have this wired into my PC uh, with a mm -hmm. uh, 4G LTE full connection that's currently pulling like 80 down and 80 up. Wow. Oh, I'm jealous. And, yeah. and I've always said this, and I've, I've, I've said this jokingly to Virgin Media as well. I've always been like, you know, as much as I love having 400 down, I would much rather have 200 down and 100 up than 400 yeah. down and 25 up. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, according to Virgin Media, I could get up to 350 megabytes or megabits down if I went for their business option. Right. Yeah, the, their business option tends to also be, yeah, they have the slightly faster speed. And then um, I don't know what their cap is for upload throttling. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, can, I can go for their Voom service. George, I could go Voom. Yes, um, they have a, their, their naming scheme isn't exactly uh, the most. <laughs> What's after Voom? Super Voom? I think it um, is. It might actually be. No, well, it just says Voom Fiber Bundle Option 2. Hmm. Oh, I mean, they, yes. they've, they've put some work into Voom. I'd quite like something like, Vree! you know, let's, let's, let's really go creative with the names. So, or whoosh. So looking at Vivid... 150 which is one i'm assuming you're on more or less um, um yeah well yeah it must be that's most likely it so you get an upload yeah. speed of 10 megabit per second yeah cool cool um so oh the, the measurement time starts at 6 p.m 
Um, oh, of course it does, because so, that's off-peak. Yes. Or oh, that's peak, rather. Uh, yeah. So you get four and a half gigabytes, uh, 4,500 megabytes to be exact, of <laughs> upload until your upload speed gets throttled um, by um, approximately 70%. 70%. That's a lot of percent. <laughs> and something awful's just happened, George. What <laughs> My has? doorbell's just gone. Oh no. <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm going to dispatch this very quickly if Go that's for okay. It. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Will, yeah, I'm going to run. <laughs> the wonders of live podcasting. Anything can happen when you're live. Um so Paul is currently in chat. Paul, how are you doing? Uh, I'm tempted to keep paying the extra money for the extra 5 gigabytes of data on my phone because the 4G speed is t so much better than your broadband. He gets 35 down. Oof, I do not envy that one. My internet is currently acting up a touch from what I can tell. I've dropped a bunch of frames randomly, but I think we're back again. Good, good. Highly unprofessional. <laughs> no, that's fine. You know what? You could have had two kids walk in on you and then like a maid come in and grab them. <laughs> so... At least that would have been a viral sensation. Right. Actually, you know what? I was thinking about this a couple of days ago because someone mentioned that. And it occurred to me that's only funny because it's TV. That happens yep. to people on calls, on podcasts, and on those kind of things. That happens a lot. I listen to things like Daily Tech News Show and things will fall off. Cats will sometimes just interrupt shows. People will drop stuff. And it mm -hmm. happens all the time. It's just that there's a weird standard with, well, not weird. It's it's not surprising. But there's just a standard with TV that's like, this is TV. That's not supposed to happen. Whereas it, it does happen in every other circumstance. Yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. De definitely bizarre. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think it's the same like it's it's the same standard that's like you know hollywood is held to not with their actors apparently but with the quality of output they have yeah. in in terms of final product where you know you wouldn't expect a bunch of shaky footage randomly um, <laughs> or in my case a bunch of webcam dropped frames which is really bizarre Ooh, um, no. so if, if i like shake my hand you'll see that my webcam is being really blurry yeah, um, I don't know why it's doing it, but it's. I, I used to get it with um, OBS all the time, and this was on. I haven't tried OBS properly, I don't think, since I got the new MacBook Pro. Um, right. But on my iMac, um, OBS would just. I you know I tried doing a show uh, with a friend where we would share YouTube videos and things, and, and we did similar to what you're doing using OBS and Skype and virtual desktops and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And got it to look all right. It's just that the frame rate was about 15 frames a second. Uh, and that was, that seemed to just be the recorded video. And it's just, I think it was just simply the iMac not being beefy enough. And it was a real shame because you're trying to show YouTube videos and things and it's just completely jerky. It's not good. Yeah, luckily I am aware of the fact that it, this isn't OBS because Skype, like your webcam looks just fine. Uh, yeah. this, this is actually an issue with KVY cam. Of a webcam oh, splitter, right. because if yes. I if I were to turn this off and just make my webcam viewable via OBS, it yeah. would it would look fine. Yeah. Um, it sometimes this happens, sometimes it doesn't. KVY cam isn't exactly the most consistent of software, um, but it's the only webcam splitter I could find. Uh, yeah. So we're living with it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, if I look a little bit blurry, I'm sorry. If you're listening to this and you're like, "What the hell is he on about?" Uh, I'm he, sorry. He looks too. fine. He looks fine, dear listener. <laughs> yeah, I look fine. Not that you can tell, but I look perfectly fine. Mostly sane, <laughs> only mostly though. Um, 
Oh, I do get, I tell you what, I do get a 24 hour fault response SLA. That would be Oof. very useful. Yes. Because at the yes. moment I'm aware that if I ring them up and say there's a problem with my broadband, they're just going to go, well, sucks to be you. Right. <laughs> You're a home customer. We'll you get also, to it when we get to it. You also get a, uh, a technician out like on within oh, yeah. 48 hours or something providing and static ips yeah and static ips that you can purchase except um, i might not want to do that unless i want to enter their beta program yeah apparently so <laughs> I, no, I i hope it's out by now i'm not sure <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to ask yeah well my business um, can afford that that's something to check out later anyway let's do yes. a show <laughs> let's uh so technology <laughs> mm. so the reason uh the reason we have mark sediment on dear listener and the reason I've been really nice with him, just in case you hadn't noticed yet, is because his service happens to host our podcast. <laughs> and I'm, I'm but fully... For how long? <laughs> but yeah, the question is, how, how deep and scathing can I get with my jokes until he gets a little bit pissed off and just pulls <laughs> the plug on my podcast? <laughs> I'm worried that I might make a joke that hits a little too close to home, so I'm not going to make any jokes. <laughs> It's all in the terms of service. Yeah, I, I can just Mark, Mark only has oh, a limited sense of humour. I read those extensively. <laughs> it's more than I did. <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, That's a joke. There's actually, you know what? This this cycles really well into after on because mm. there's the Eula. Oh yes, and I want to. I, I guess that's worth discussing real quick. So if you mm. haven't read After On, uh, it's a book by Rob Reed. It's, it's quite a long book, I'll be honest, like 570 pages or something. It is highly worth it if, if you're even remotely techie, which if you're listening to this, you probably are. Unless you're my mum, in which case, hi mum. Just kidding, she doesn't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's actually like, every time... My mum is the exact opposite of constructive. Like, I'll be like, hey, mum, I made this video. I'm really proud of it. Do you mind giving it a watch? She'll be like, hmm, not really. That's, it's just not my thing. I'm like, but mum, I made it. And she's like, yeah, no. <laughs> so, so I can't even like, you know when you're like, oh, yeah, I've got like 12 subscribers. They're all alternative accounts my mum made. I can't even make that joke. <laughs> oh, if it helps, my mum doesn't know how to use youtube but she oh has my mum listened... is fully aware of youtube oh well there you go you see, i mean you know it, it swings and roundabouts like i think my mum knows what youtube is but i i don't think she would know she would think to know how to use it um i think when i did i used to do a live show and um my they, they listened once or twice i think when i told them i had someone i was excited to have on as a guest uh, who was a comedian they were they were quite interested and they listened to the whole thing uh, which meant that my mum got to hear me drop the c-bomb um, <laughs> because it was pertinent to a conversation it's also uh, something that's a lot bigger deal it. in the u.s than it is in the uk yeah absolutely although yeah i i, I think it depends on who you speak to because i think i've heard some people say like ah oh, the the british just throw out the c-bomb like it's nothing it's like well no it still does have potency, just it's not quite as beyond the pale as it is in America. Yes, definitely. Uh, but yeah, like you can't just you can't just go all right and and, and drop drop it. Then you know it doesn't. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so I, I technology. Can't, yeah, I can't, can't even claim my mum listens to this. Which is... <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> 
I have to like, you know, I have to, I've had to trick her into watching one of my videos before where I've like, we have a, we have a smart TV in the kitchen. So my mom will yeah. be like in the middle of making dinner and I'll like, you know, load it onto the TV. I'm like, oh mom, you're, huh, what a coincidence. Let's, let's sit and watch this together. You know what you should do? Cause you can, you can have just a normal YouTube video as a pre-roll ad to another one. So yes. you should create a really super <laughs> highly targeted AdWords campaign that is just going to find your mum yeah. and you could call it your mum because that's hilarious uh-huh uh, and it literally just just yeah and so anytime she watches a video your face comes up first oh that'd be and great you can start with hi mum oh you know what i now have to do it i can't not do that <laughs> that's a project can you do yeah is there a way that you can and like make a little video and say um, put a little test in and say, hey, mum, you never watch any of my videos. So I just wanted to say, if you get this, text me the word banana. Right. And then that's it. And then, you know, if you get a text from your mum saying banana, then she's seen the video. Um, I, I think I think this is quite an interesting project. I think you should do it. <laughs> I can't not do it now. <laughs> no, no, you're bound to it. I want, I want to hear results. Oh, this is, I, I, I think it'll be hilarious. I think we should. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make it happen i've decided yeah you know uh, so let, let's talk eulers real quick <laughs> mm. so after on great book quite a long read but definitely worth it 22 hours worth of audible just in case you're wondering yeah. has leo very, very in it? entertaining though um very very well read for the most part and mm -hmm. most of the uh the uh the, the narrators do a really good job and um you know, full disclosure, I'm sort of slightly internet friends-ish with, with one of the um, guys who does a couple of segments on there. Right. Uh, the wonderful, lovely Tom Merritt, who's the loveliest yes, man. Yes, Tom Merritt is great. So charming. Um, and uh, yeah, so he does a couple of spots in there, which is why I heard of the book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a very, very entertaining listen. And there is a lot of stuff about Euless. It's, it's, and you know, so the, the premise being that, you know, and there's, there's a website called... Flutter. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, I was, I was going on, on the terms of service thing. Uh, sorry. Uh, is, is that it? Yeah, so it's tosdr.org, which is, which is terms of service, didn't read. Didn't read. And what it, it does is it ranks websites by their terms of service. And it gives you highlights from their terms of service. Brilliant. So I'm on this right now, TOSDR.org. And yeah. I can see, you know, Google is rated a C on their things. So the thumbs up is that they have partial archives of their terms, right? So you can see all of their old mm -hmm. terms of services. However, they collect your device fingerprint. They track you on other websites. Uh, Google can use your content for all existing and future services, whatever, whatever. We go down to something like DuckDuckGo, which is a class mm -hmm. A because it has zero tracking. Um, all the way down to things like Yahoo, uh, mm -hmm. which uh, has, you know, down thumbs on the fact that you must provide a legal name upon registration and that they can change their terms at any time uh, with their discretion without notice to the user. But mm. without notice to the user is the bit that gets me every time. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, ooh, crikey. No, 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 thank you. 
I, I was trying to see if I could get to our um, to our TOS, but I don't think I've got a page for it. It actually comes up when you sign up. Um, I don't think I've got a dedicated page for the terms. I have got for the privacy policy, but I don't think I've got one for the terms because I was right. really curious to see because there's a browser extension for this thing, which is really interesting. Oh, is that? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so I was I was interested to see if it does some sort of linguistic analysis on the fly or whether mm. it's just checking it with a with a database. Um, because I've I've had one or two comments about about my TOS, um, and I'm always interested in in ways to to help make sure that people are don't feel uncomfortable. Because you know, I mean, as an example, there's a note in there saying that uh, other people can use your content, and what that means is other people can download your content. Yes. Um, it, you know, it, it, there's no explicit or implicit right to say people can do things with that content no you know no one else owns it we don't own it podium the company doesn't own it you own the content um but it has to be made available for people to access and i think because it wasn't explicitly said that um you know pe other people aren't permitted to do anything with it which actually in in, in all fairness might not be what you want because uh, you know many people put podcasts out under creative commons yeah. and so it wouldn't be appropriate for the terms of service to say people can't touch your content or do anything with it because you might explicitly want people to be able to do that so it, yeah. yeah and then for, for ones that you know so for, for changing terms without your permission or without mm -hmm. your you being you know, yeah, without your kind, knowledge is, without is your knowledge, scary kind of sketchy yeah Unable we don't do that we don't know that because we have an automated system that if we update the terms, then it's it sends a thing. So yeah, <laughs> perfect. The other one, and there, there are two more that kind of terrify me. Mm. Um, a lot of image hosting services take ownership of they own anything you upload onto it, Ooh. and then there are a few that so it's it's phrased differently on different websites so for example mm -hmm. on xfire you can't delete your account however on delicious it's phrased as you have and i quote no right to leave the service oh <laughs> oh that stinks right oh that's got re got me right in the legals that's awful so once you've signed up you have no right to leave it's the Hotel California of web services. <laughs> Show title. Um, You're right. Wow. God, that's awful. Yeah, it is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> And then there's things like, you know, may retain your delay. So this, this, is, this is also one that gets me. Uh, so, for example, in this case, couch surfing may retain your data after deactivation for legitimate business purposes, <laughs> which basically means they'll just sell them on. <laughs> like, for legitimate business purposes? Yeah. What an illegitimate business purpose is my question. Well, that, I mean, that sounds like every mafia don I've ever heard. Right? Like, I'm a legitimate businessman. Mm. Yeah. What are you in? No, not what is it they always say? They're in waste disposal. That's mm -hmm. it, yeah. Oh no. This is this is this is not good. This is a great website. Yes. So you can type in the name of a website, I believe. Um yeah. yep, and it'll it'll let you know. It'll give you like an abbreviated the highlights of your terms mm. of service. Just because, the fun bits. Yeah, just the fun bits. <laughs> because that we really need it, let's be honest here. Mm -hmm. Um 
and then you know there's the generic down to uh can remove your content at any time and without prior notice uh mm-hmm. which youtube really should have exercised to their fullest extent with the logan paul situation but that's not really tech we'll we'll, we'll, we'll gloss over that <laughs> this yeah. has been a very yeah. wandering episode i'll be honest yeah no, it's hey that's I, I'm, I'm down um yeah i haven't seen it's like many things on the internet. I haven't seen the thing, the Logan Paul thing, but I've heard everything I need to hear about it, so I don't need mm-hmm. to see it. Yeah. I, I already know what my opinion is, and that's having listened to other people describe it and go, yeah, no, I, that's, I don't need to see that. Yeah, that's, that's what terrifies me most. Actually, no, what terrifies me most is when you notice that it had actually been, like, until the rest of the internet caught wind of it, it was a relatively well-received video. All of his fans were loving it. It had like 300,000 likes or something before the rest of the internet caught on and were like, what yeah. the hell is this guy doing? I, I can't be too, like, I can't be too um, strident about that because I think if I was that age, and, and that's the thing, like, I, I really, really am being careful as I get older to not be the kids today about things and like and and know when there are things that i don't understand about a younger generation just go you know what i don't get it and it's not my business to get it it's not for me radio one isn't for me anymore um the 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 stuff about youtube where you've got all these youtube stars with smash cuts and various things and uh, and hi guys let's like and subscribe like that isn't for me and so i try to sort of just broken my pop shield i got so excited i got animated and it, <laughs> you you love logan paul so much but you just karate oh, chop that no, pop just, shield yeah there we are that that made everything fine um so i i i, got, I don't get um excised about those things uh, too much but like i can kind of see being i don't know 16 17 18 and being fascinated by that video and not seeing the ramifications of it. Of course, you're going to see that and think that's amazing. I had, you know, I was into some dark things when I was younger or I was fascinated by things. And there were also things I was disgusted by to go like super dark for a moment. I, I won't go graphic, but as an uh, as an idea, back when we were on higher ter- terror alert, I worked for a business that um, for whatever reason, one of the guys in the business had on his possession a video of something awful being done to a British uh, soldier who was taken hostage. Um, And I heard the video. It was in the news at the time, uh, I think, uh, what had happened. And I heard a bit of the video. And I, I, I was... 21 22 at the time and i i'd heard this video and they they were kind of watching it in fascination and and i just i had to leave the room and just go somewhere else for a bit so like i i have that limit but there are still when you're younger i think you don't think of the the ramifications and so i can't really have a go at kids for being fascinated by that video it doesn't make it right to put it up because he's an older He's, he's a little bit older and he should know better and or he should have had people to say to him that's not okay but and you know that's that's where it's on him uh, or or his quote-unquote team and there's me getting excited again um but yeah i can't i can't blame the kids on that one if i'm honest yeah and um 
and yeah, no, I, I, I'm not blaming the kids. I'm, I'm, no, it was, no, no, it was, no, it was more of a like. It was interesting to see the culture around that video because his yes. his viewing demographic is primarily like it's not even 16 17 18 it, it it's it's like 12 and 13 it was more yeah. concerning to me than it was anything else and the, you know this guy is. is so clearly surrounded by people who just say yes to everything he suggests so that they can be in that click but no one mm -hmm. went wait a second we're filming a dead body whilst making jokes and there's a picture of him like in the thumbnail of this video that might be a bit off like just a little yeah. bit yeah, it's also, I mean, you know, it's not just that there's one thing which is a dead body, but there's the other thing of uh, it being a suicide. I think that that mm. adds something. I think just going and seeing a dead body is something, you know, to, 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 to put on a video that's watched by 12, 13, 14 year olds is still inappropriate, but it's different from there's mm. something even more personal about someone who's committed suicide and you're showing that video because you know that it's because of that because you went to this place where this thing happens yeah because you wanted to find something shocking uh and then you know um, yeah so I, I i didn't know who this guy was before the video happened um i don't know who most people are on youtube like yep. that that part of youtube that is like where there are celebrities you know the only youtube celebrity i really know is mkbhd Right, uh, and I watch most of his videos, and he's still got a little bit of that, you know. Um, hit the, you know, you, you'll find the comments just below that like button, all that kind of the language yeah. of YouTube, because he's a younger guy as well, and he's grown up with that, and he's been making videos since, God, yeah, he's been making videos for, forever. Yeah, he was a, literally a child when he was making them, mm -hmm. um, which is amazing, and he does an amazing job, and I really like his. I, I do I, like I appreciate his style, but uh, like he's the own he's the most YouTube person I I can think of in the people I know. Um, uh, oh, apart from who's there's the Australian girl who um, uh, I think she's Australian and her thing is that oh and, and you know what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 I will say is Marquez's first video was nine years ago, so he was most certainly a child. And yeah. little known fact, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, um, Twit tried to pick him up. Uh, so Leo, Leo Laporte tried to hire him, I want to say like three or four years ago. Right. And they couldn't, they just, you know, they weren't able to offer him what he's worth, I guess, you know, yeah. as, as a solo YouTube creator. And they discussed this in an episode of the, it was like mentioned in passing so they only spent a couple of minutes on it but i found it really interesting because you know they were saying how you know youtubers are becoming you know brands in their own right yes. and when they tried to hire uh, marquez like three four years ago whenever it, this was they just couldn't offer him you know they couldn't offer him enough to make him stop making his own youtube videos not because they wanted him to stop because they wanted him mm -hmm. to you know put all of his attention into twit yeah um yeah, I only only um, discovered him I, uh, because again of, of one of the early days of um, Daily Tech News Show, and he's only ever done it once, where where um, Tom Merritt had Marquez on, and um, that was my first ever introduction to to the guy, and just Tom Merritt speaking sort of so highly of him, and hearing that this guy's obviously very young, um, he, you know, this was probably 2014, 
Uh, and so it may, yeah, it could well have been, I wonder if it was around that time, because obviously Merritt was yeah. formerly of Twit, who are now trying to sue Twitter. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a news story from and the then, week. And then what's even funnier is, so Leo Laporte and uh, Jack Dorsey mm -hmm. knew each other before Twitter went live, right? Yeah. Before Twitter became a big deal. And it would so, have been back in the audio days. So, you know, and uh, this has been mentioned a couple of times, again, mostly in passing, but Leo Laporte has said in an episode of Twitter, he, he, you know, he asked Jack Dorsey, like, what the hell? Why'd you call it Twitter? You're like, you knew Twitter exists and you know, it's a thing I'm doing. Why'd you call it Twitter? And he turns around and goes, to be completely honest with you, I didn't think either of these would go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I yeah. <laughs> have you read, um, I'm gonna have to find the, uh, find the book now. Um, there is a wonderful book on the first, what is it, eight years of Twitter. I haven't, and no. It's told in the style of a murder mystery. It's written like a novel, but it's right. it's the complete factual thing of, of Jack and, and Ev and, and uh, Beers and all those people. Um, and it is great. It's really entertaining. Uh, the bits at the beginning are a bit dull because they're getting into sort of, you know, they've got to introduce everyone, uh, you know, as, as characters and, and um uh, and so, you know, th that that's a little bit, nah. but then it gets really, really interesting. Actually, it starts really well because it starts in sort of movie fashion with like a, a scene and then the, the whole thing flashes back. And so you've got this, you know, uh, this stuff hanging over and it's, it's written really dramatically. Hatching Twitter. I've just remembered the name. I've been right. searching here for on, uh, on, on Amazon trying to find it, but it's called Hatching Twitter. Uh, and it's written by Nick, uh, Bilton. Nick Bilton and Daniel May. Yeah. Uh, and I got the audiobook because that's how I roll, and it was really, really good. I will. Give uh, that I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, or or listen, like, if I'm completely yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. You know, on this sort of <laughs> along the lines of, of after on, like it kind of weirdly fits um, because it's so entertainingly written. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give that a listen. Hmm. Yeah, because a lot of those things are quite dry. Uh, like the Steve Jobs book, as fascinating as it is, um, is is a lot drier. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So Mar Marquez is currently twenty-four, which means he would have been fifteen at the time of creation of his YouTube channel, and about twenty when Twitch tried to pick him up. Sweet summer child. Oh, twenty. I'm old. I'm not old enough to be his dad, but I'm old enough to be the uncool uncle. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I, I've just I, I hadn't heard about this Twit suing Twitter thing, and I've just I've just found it. Well, like it took more than 30 seconds of Googling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, so it was actually between um, Leo Laporte and co-founder Evan Williams, who were friends, not Jack Dorsey, oh, my mistake. Um, yeah. So Williams, Williams and Laporte acknowledged that Twitter and Twit were aware of the conflict between um, both written contract and oral agreement. Um, as the uh, trademarks were quite similar. However, they both agreed that because the two products were so different, they'd allow each other to coexist with the understanding that Twitter would remain a text-based platform and Twit would be the podcast audio video thing that it is. With Twitter moving from 
text to its own premium video content and their own, you know, they're hosting like NFL. I've seen them, you know, and showing uh, American football yeah, and stuff from, like that. From what I understand, their worry wasn't in the stuff where they've bought licenses. Um, it's it's the fact that they want to develop their own original video. That's the thing that got um, yes. that got uh, his back up because they, they did the NFL thing 18 months ago, I think. Um, and I think that that was fine. It wasn't until Twitter started branching out into original content that that's when uh, that that's yeah that started uh, things flaring up. Yeah, so I I completely see where uh, Leo Laporte. Or I'm I'm sure it wasn't him. You know, personally writing this. Uh, I'm, I, oh, no, I see I, where. Uh... Probably well, was. It, it was probably him voicing his concerns, but I, I'm yeah. sure someone probably mentioned it to him and was like, "Hey, yeah. but just just so you know, Twi Twitter is kind of going into their own stuff, and you should yeah. maybe get them to rein it in a bit." So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I I, 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 I completely they, understand where they're coming from. You see, I, maybe it's personal bias, but I don't. Um, I think I think it, it feels very much like a Laporte thing, and. I think he should simmer down. <laughs> yeah, um, I, 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 you know, I, I don't know. It's for, for me. I, uh, to be actually, to be fair, I've never seen anyone confuse Twitter and Twitter before. No, uh, no. I, I've actually, I have done so myself because I've abbreviated Twitter to Twit before. So that I guess qualifies. I don't know if that qualifies, but if that does, then... I, yeah, I don't know. I. I don't mean, and I, I don't mean this to be um, needlessly sarcastic, and I, I'm not. I say this not to be unkind to Twit, but I think that the people who are likely to, the people who know about Twit, are also know about Twitter and know that they are two different things. Yes. So I don't see, and that may be naive, and that may be the coming at it the wrong way, but I think if you know what Twit is already you also know what Twitter is because you are enough in that world to know what mm -hmm. Twitter is. And so I think you know the distinction. Um, whether he's whether there's a genuine worry that there might be a, a brand confusion from the Twitter side, I don't I don't know. Um I, I don't I don't buy it as a genuine brand confusion. There's a lot of things, you know, companies do this a lot. The Olympics um, you can't use the word Olympics because they say people will think it's official. So no, yes, no, yeah. you know, if you if you're having the rubber band Olympics, no one is going to think or care that this is an official Olympic event. But you're not even allowed to say Twitter, uh, you know, rubber band Olympics. This is not an Olympic event. You just can't use the word Olympics. Mm -hmm. And and I think when it gets into that, I think. I understand companies have to defend their trademarks. That's a legal thing you have to do um, because when you get a legitimate complaint, if you haven't adequately defended your trademark in the past, then you can't suddenly start getting on your high horse when there's a legitimate one. That's from what I understand. But yes, I think yeah. there's a limit. I think there's and, a limit. Yeah. And to be, and it's not like uh, I've just, I just did the test on this. It's not like you go into Google, type in Twitter and it goes, did you mean Twitter? So yeah. I, I, I think it, it, it'd be difficult to get that confusion there. But maybe it is that thing where they know that they kind of have to, because if they don't, then, you know, and something comes along, they'll go, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. 
I think part of it also is is I you know a lot of the reportage that I've heard is just by probably coincidence or whatever it is by ex twit people right um, and so they're trying to be impartial but well uh, you know uh, two different shows. One of them was very impartial and just said, look, this is the thing. And I think actually, again, this was Tom Merritt. I think went out of his way to distance himself from that and had no opinion on it, which is the right thing to do. And then a, a different show, which is hosted by people who were formerly of Twit, obviously had a, and, and were fired by Twit, I should say, actually. Uh, obviously yeah. had a very different take on it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I saw it and, and I rolled my eyes, I'll be honest. Um, but then I'm not a massive Twit fan. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I just I I listened to a few shows back in the day, um, right. and then yeah, I just I I don't know. Um, for whatever reason, often we have our camps and tribes, and Twitch just isn't one of mine. Yeah, I think that the thing that keeps me going back to it is more their recurring guests, you know, <laughs> as as opposed to what they cover, um, because yes. especially you know. Uh, Owen J.J. Stone comes to mind. That guy is mm -hmm. hilarious as mm -hmm. a guest. So I, I, you know, also subscribe to his podcast. I just love hearing his, his voice, to be honest. Yeah. Like I tweeted out, I think it was last week. I was like, the day we get Owen J.J. Stone on as a guest will be the day we've made it. Um, <laughs> so we've, you know, he is hilarious and has a, has a way with, you know, he, he's... He isn't a tech journalist as such, so he, mm -hmm. he usually comes at it with a more consumer point of view, um, which is really useful because we end up in an echo chamber within the tech sphere specifically. Because I remember mm -hmm. when Apple first announced the iPhone 7 and they dropped mm -hmm. the headphone jack, I remember mainstream media going crazy when it was announced that it had no headphone jack. But I'd mm -hmm. known, and you know, most of the tech community had known because there'd been rumors since January that they were dropping the headphone yes. jack. So we'd kind of made our peace with it. Yeah. But mainstream media just didn't know. And that was the no. moment where I went, wait a second. I am not a standard you know, yes. tech user. You're not, yeah, standard <laughs> consumer. You are, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're a cut above. And my, my tech listening is, has gone up a notch in the last yeah just because i i, I dove head uh, heavily into the really fm world right and so there's a lot of real real fm stuff that i i now listen to and so and uh john gruber's talk show and um one of an atp which you know to my massive chagrin I, i'm a relative newcomer to um and uh yeah so like often you're hearing the same stories a lot of the time but you know even even when you're not you are keeping sometimes days if not like literal weeks ahead i mean my dad talked to me about the um what's the name of the the latest the the processor bug it's the, oh, the, uh, the marketing the meltdown name, meltdown, meltdown. Spectre. spectre that's it so my dad was was talking to me said, turn my light on so keep talking i can hear you okay yes that's all right um, so the bbc said uh my, my dad had this conversation hey you know uh, um bbc said that apple uh i've got a problem with all their machines and and i sort of said well no, not not really it's a problem with all like it's oversimplifying it's a problem with all computers and he said well you know the bbc just say it's apple that's really irresponsible why why and it turns out that apple just came out in front of it in a way that other tech companies in the uk didn't and so they issued a statement saying we've got fixes for this which the bbc read as 
Apple have discovered problems with their computers, but it's okay they've fixed them. And it's like, that's not the story. The story is that basically all Intel computers have got this problem. And it just so happens that Apple have come out and said that they're ahead of it. And I was really surprised. Um, and so, you know, I was already about a week ahead of the story. Uh, and so my dad got halfway through telling it and I was like, hey, that's sort of wrong. Uh, this is actually the case. And, and you know, that's because of listening to, you know, m you know, mostly Daily Tech News Show, but but also um, Download or, or one, you know, one of the other relay shows. Yeah. And I, I don't usually um, defend Apple, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm not a big fan of Apple. However, mm -hmm. and I, I mentioned this, so uh, a week before last, we had an episode specifically dedicated to Meltdown Inspector because there was a lot of misinformation out there. And I felt yes. it was important that we just kind of sit down and talk about what they were. And, you know, mm -hmm. it was also, we didn't have a guest on that week um, mm -hmm. because it, I spent the week preparing for, you know, this week and next week uh, where we have, you know, heavy hitters as such. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted it to be a bit more toned down. So it was only about 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. But I made sure, you know, I got as much of my facts straight as I could. And that BBC article had me defending Apple in a way I've never done before. Because I had that exact same thing where, you know, yeah. if, you, if you scroll down to the article, the last paragraph is like, oh, by the way, it also affects every other device. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. It's oddly, an, an oddly sensational article from the BBC. Yeah. And, you know. Not wrong, but misleading. And that's very unlike the BBC. I, you know, I will defend a lot of the BBC, probably less so as I get older than I used to. But <clears throat> like, that's not an OK thing to do because it is misleading because it makes people think, well, I'm not going to buy, you know, it, it, fine, it could be Apple. It could be any other company. But to say, you know, I'm not going to buy their stuff because they've they've got this problem. And it's like, that's not that's that's playing favorites or seeming to play favorites in a very strange way. Yeah, it it was. Oh, yeah, I thought it was odd. It just it just rubbed me the wrong way, to be completely honest. Mm. Like saying about it was just so. Like, you've really had to stretch to come to the conclusion that it was an Apple issue, right? Either that, or it was so badly researched, and someone just read a press release and did a little bit of research afterwards. But yeah, to not frame it in the correct way that all computers. No, I know I'm simplifying again, but all computers yeah, more have this problem. Yeah. Um, and, and Apple have come out and said, you know, that's the story is that one tech company was a little bit ahead of the game in, in addressing a problem that faces everyone. The story is not, uh, a tech company has a problem with all their computers. Oh, by the way, actually other computers do as well. Like, yeah, very odd. It was, uh, it, it was, I, I just found it peculiar for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do want to pivot, however, into <laughs> in, into Podient because yeah. you know, we are almost now in and I, I have some questions I want to ask you about both yourself and Podient. Okay. Um, <laughs> at this I point, hope I get them right. <laughs> I really hope I get them right. <laughs> right? Like, so uh, wh what date did you start Podium? <laughs> right. I admit, uh, it's, it's, it's like, who wants to be a millionaire style where I give you four options, <laughs> you have to pick the right one. Um, but no, so the reason, you know, I wanted to do this was because, as I, as I mentioned at the start of this, you know, we are hosted on Podium, and I felt like it'd be a good opportunity to, for A, for me to, you know, uh, get to know you in the sense that it's useful to know the people who host your services. And then also because 
Podient is relatively new. Um, mm-hmm. It was heavily scolded by, <laughs> by Reddit. Um, less so now, luckily. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, I didn't read everything, but I think we got off pretty lightly, actually. Yeah, it was... It by was, terms of Reddit. It was, it was, yeah, actually, to be fair, as, from Reddit as a whole, when you remember yeah. that the Donald is a subreddit that exists, you're yeah. right. Yeah, you got off quite well. <laughs> I mean, again, like I haven't been, I've been in the the podium subreddit. Uh, I haven't been in our podcasts for a while. Um, right. There was there was some anger. There was a, a, mainly from one person in the uh, podium subreddit when it was announced because I, I, you know what we should actually tell the story of why that is. But I'll I'll let you finish first. We should give some context to to why that happened. But yes, I'll let you carry on. Sorry. Yeah. So. Basically, there was a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to say negativity, but it was definitely negativity. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it would be unfair to call it negativity because they were right to be upset. Yeah, it was. It was so, so it was. In, it was initially questioning more than anything. I was like, mm-hmm. everyone was very confused because I remember when I first heard about Podium, and you know, part of part of a thing was that it was free at the time, right? You, 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 it was yeah, a... so should I give yeah, some so, context? So you know basically. what, that's probably the best way to do it. If, if you describe Podium as it was, as it is, and then we, yeah. can, then we can get into it. Um, so it was founded as a labor of love. Um, it's, a, it's a podcast hosting service that was really meant for people who love the medium um, and, and care about the medium and, um, and also understand that lots of shows need support and as in you know that people understand that things like patreon exist uh, to help creators get supported who might have niche audiences and that was kind of the philosophy behind it and i don't regret what the the, the choices we made i do regret m- maybe how podient was positioned at the beginning so we had a free tier and well, I mean, we had basically it was it was an unlimited service uh, because it was my belief uh, at the time that enough people would understand the value um, of the service that would help. Um, so basically those that could afford to would support those who couldn't. That yeah. was the idea. And, you know, naive, whatever, wide eyed, certainly wide eyed, certainly um optimistic um i i i think it would be cutting it short to call it naive it wasn't you know it it was an experiment and i'd always said i was up front as i could be with everyone whenever they asked about this you know is podient going to be around in a year and i would say honestly like it's hard to say that about any business so i'm not going to say we're going to i'm not going to promise you anything i'm going to promise you that if there are any changes I will keep you well aware, uh, keep you fully abreast of those changes and give you a chance to do, you know, to, to move on if you're unhappy with what those changes mean. And that's a thing that happened. So in October, uh, so we, as, as we as the service grew, we, we got up to about 1600 podcasts that were being hosted on Podium, which right. is more than some of our uh, more well-known competitors. Uh, according to the uh, iTunes scraping that I did a while back, which was for a different purpose. It wasn't to find out the competition. It was it was legitimately for something else. Uh, but yeah. it just so happened that I was able to do a little bit of digging around and go, oh, okay, well, one of our 
one of the the the, the uh, companies to which I think we are most could be most closely compared in terms of size and 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 type of service uh, and price had nearly half the number that we had. Um, but the point is that most of those, the vast vast majority, were being uh, hosted for free and not contributing in any way, which is again sort of fine because i didn't make any demands i said look you know you, you will get extra stuff if you do help out there's a donation level where you don't get anything but you, you you're kicking in to say we appreciate the service and actually people did you know there was a small number of people who did that they they put in their five bucks a month um to say we appreciate this you know this is all we can pardon me this is all we can give yeah and but then there were people who went for the for the higher tier um as the service grew, uh, it quickly started to, to to become a little bit uh, not untenable, but it it, it certainly the, the performance the performance of the service was degraded quite a lot, and it was often going down. I was dealing with pingdom alerts and and trying to spin things back up again, and there were all sorts of things. Um, I, I I've made all sorts of changes and updates to the system since to to help mitigate most of that, but a lot of it was simply. Um, when we started, when when there were people who assumed that I was an idiot for trying to come up with a service like this for, and, and, and offer a free tier, they assumed that it was all to do with bandwidth and, and storage costs. And fact is, that stuff's pretty cheap. Um, if you go to the right place, bandwidth, even, even across CDNs and things, not that expensive. What is expensive is thinking. And it's yeah. not necessarily expensive in money, but it is expensive in time. And that is the crucial thing because money can only get you so far with this i mean you know money would have like huge huge amounts of money yeah would have would have solved this problem but basically the throughput uh that, that we were experiencing gave us a bottleneck and that bottleneck you can't necessarily just add more machines to a load balancer doesn't always work like that there are other bottlenecks that are involved and that's that you know that was part of the problem that we had um when you've got 1600 rss feeds not all of them active um but certainly you know let's say nine nine to twelve hundred active rss feeds that are being pinged by various apps all the time and those rss feeds are large and take time to deliver the problem isn't bandwidth the problem is time because if yeah. you've only got if you've got x number of machines that are in charge of delivering RSS feeds, which are big and slow, then those connections are being hung up and the, the servers then can't help anyone else because they're busy. And that's the problem. And that's why money doesn't just solve that problem. You actually have to rethink it. And so um, I did some thinking and I, and I basically figured out, look, the best way to, to solve this, because this is going to be an ongoing problem as we grow more and more, is to say, we're going to have to change the business model. And so I wrote to people in, I think, the end of October, uh, might have been slightly earlier, and said, here's, here's, here's the thing. Thank you, everyone who supported Podient, but sort of basically not enough people did. Um, and so we have to change our business model and more, more carefully or more adequately explain the spirit in which the free offer was intended. Um, yeah. And you know, I don't blame the you. I don't blame people for for using Podium and not giving anything back because 
you offer something for free doesn't matter if you can pay for it why why optionally pay for it when you can get it for free like you'd be kind of dumb not to so i you know they were taking advantage of the service but i can't blame them for doing that because the offer was made for them to do so um and so what we did is actually add qualifications to the offer so the same thing still applies still free unlimited hosting but only for those podcasts that qualify and what qualification basically means is um can we justify hosting your podcast for free does it give is it one of two things you know could you actually afford to host it and we found that a lot of people that is the case they can afford to host it um and so they they pay for it if they can't afford to host it then we look at is it um you know is it suitably super niche or does it have a community benefit that you you know you wouldn't justify um necessarily paying 12.99 a month because it's a hobby or it's a labor of love and you're not going to get advertising money for it you know uh, as as much as i'm not a religious man uh, at all um we've got a few podcasts that are people delivering sermons you know that, that as in not delivering not televangelism they are um recordings of sermons being given at local churches right uh, and they're disseminated for people who can't make it to church and as much as i'm not a fan of religion that's a wonderful use of the platform and i, I i'm proud of the fact that we do that so that might go out to 14 people in a parish um and that's really useful if those 14 people want to still hear their local sermon uh from their their pastor or whatever um and wouldn't be able to otherwise because the service wouldn't be able to afford you know um that absolutely uh, i i'm down with and so it's things like that and it's things like you know there's a podcast that's hosted um uh in and about a hung it's, it's all about a hungarian prison and and um various things around that prison in hungary and it's in hungarian um and that's fascinating we've got you know there's all sorts of shows on there that that wouldn't necessarily find a home otherwise and so I'm, I'm delighted so we have we have a a community review program that my um partner in this uh brendan hutchins the podient community advocate him and i mostly him sift through the applications and i will say i'm quite proud of the fact that he's a lot more lenient than i am and i'm happy for that to be the case because it keeps you know because obviously i've got to a degree i've got my eye on the financial ball um right. or my eye my eye on the purse strings whereas he's actually looking more at the the genuine community case and so he might let things through that i might not and i'm perfectly happy with that because i trust his judgment um and it it makes me feel like the decisions are made a little bit more independently of the finance which is great and so i'm really pleased with with how that turned out and and i you know if I'm going to pat myself on the back for this and, and plenty of Reddit will say you shouldn't pat yourself on the back <laughs> for anything, um, it will be that this was communicated well and it was communicated in a timely manner. The deadline, uh, weirdly enough, is, is today of when um, podcasts needed to make a decision and there's no, like, nothing has suddenly disappeared. No one's data has been deleted. Um, it was just, you know, from, from this point on, you know, a, a decision has to be made. So, um, So this was, you know, back in back in october um email sent out and then i said i'm gonna sit on reddit for an hour on sunday night when the uh, email was sent out and on monday night to uh, monday night my time anyway yeah to answer your questions because you will have them and people did and and for the most part there was a sort of a resignation 
um, and an understanding that okay, this couldn't necessarily last. Disappointment all round, um, mostly, and and a little bit of anger, not much on um, mainly from from one person who I, I had to say, please don't yell at the people I'm working with. You can yell at me, um, but when you start yelling at people who I work with, then don't don't do that, please. Um, but you know, it's, it's again, you know, if you're angry, be angry at me, and that's fine. And I took that and and. You know, we, we saw a, a bit of a flood and um, uh, of people moving away, which kind of the point as harsh as that sounds. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, got interesting notes from Todd Cochran of Blueberry, who was getting an influx of people uh, who was complaining because he was getting too much new business, which is fine. But <laughs> that's always that, that's always the weirdest of things to complain about. Yeah, he just didn't like the way he was getting lots of new business. Uh, but that's fine. And he talked about us on his podcast and he was, you know, a little bit sneery and a little bit sort of, oh, turns out free isn't a business model. Uh, great original joke. Um, and that's fine. He's a famously grumpy man. And and, and that's fine. Um, and, and there's, you know, we've funneled plenty of business over to um, a favourite competitor of mine because they're lovely people, a company called Pinecast. Um, I was going to ask. Really a, I was going to ask about those guys because they seem to be, from what I've seen at least, to be one of the the more popular ones that people have gone over to from Podium. From yes. what I've seen, uh, part of that will be because I will tell people to, <laughs> right. to go over to, to Pinecast. But also, um, yeah, there there are plenty of people who know about Pinecast in its own right. They're, I'm not doing them any big favors or anything. Uh, there, there's you know there, there's plenty of people who know. You know, one of the guys who who built Pinecast works at Stripe in his in his day job. So um, he's you know he's not he's not an idiot by any stretch. Uh, they they know they know their onions over there. Uh, and I used to use them, which is one of the reasons. And uh, you know, I, I will happily champion smaller companies, bigger than me, but smaller than you know smaller yeah. than the average. Um, they're a small team, and they're and they're good at what they do. Um, it's just, you know, Podium, for, you know, if anyone's listening, thinking, well, okay, well, why don't we just use, <laughs> why wouldn't we just use um, uh, Pinecast then? And, and it's just because trying to tackle the same problem from different angles, basically. But um, so, yeah, there's there's plenty of people who went over there. Um, and since then, you know, just helping people with their applications and, and you know, letting, letting shows through and we'll be opening up um, applications for our community uh, hosting service again soon because it's contingent on the number of professional subscribers that we have. Right. Um, and that'll be opening again soon because I think the balance is getting redressed. Um, and so, you know, it's onwards and upwards for, for Podiant. Um, and I think... Uh, the the fact is, you know what Reddit may have been loudly burbling away to itself. Uh, I couldn't give a monkeys because the people who like Podium and who carry on using it and have upgraded or haven't or have stayed with the community system, even the people who have moved away, the people I deal with, even when I'm dealing with support, they really like Podiums, and so I couldn't give a. It sounds arrogant. And it, pro it probably does sound very arrogant. I really couldn't care what people who don't use Podium think about Podium. Yeah. Um, because I'm confident 
and I'm, this is coming from someone who's not confident. I'm not a confident person. I'm not one of those. I'm not strident. I can't walk into a room and be like, I own this space. Um, I can I can be gregarious on a podcast or on a stream, but you come and meet me face to face, and I'm I'm just like I'm no good to anyone. Is that um, an offer? Because I'll just turn up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can turn up, and I'll not look you in the eye. <laughs> You can turn up and we'll avoid eye contact for an hour while we drink coffee. Um, On the subject yeah, so of like, coffee, sorry, wait. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah no, please. Let, let's do this first. I'll, I'll come back to that after you fin- you finish. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So like, as a person who's not who's not a, a, like super confident, um, it's the fact that people vociferously tell me how pleased they are with Podium. And sometimes that's just the support. Sometimes it's the interface. Sometimes it's whatever. Um, that makes me quite se- feel quite secure in the fact that Reddit can chatter away to itself if it wants and slag us off and call me all the names under the sun and tell me that I pulled the rug under them. And again, people are entitled to be angry. Of course they are because they did have the rug pulled under them. Uh, not through Not through malicious means, but through an experiment that didn't work, that didn't pan out. And so that's fine. Um, go at it, Reddit. Uh, come at me, bro. Um, and you, you know what? You, you also had the option to not have that community option, right? Yes. You, you could have just said, you know what? Everyone has to pay. And if, if, if Reddit was, you know, I think part of, part of a lynch mob is always, oh my God, I can't believe someone's trying to make money, right? How, how dare they? I should be rich. Everyone else doesn't deserve any money, right? Um, and, you know, if, if that's the point of view they're coming from, then clearly that isn't the point of view you're going from because you could have just gone, you know what? Everyone has to pay. And then mm. you could have given them, you know, a week's notice and gone, you know, you either start paying or a week in a week or we delete everything. And then you end up with people who end up, you know, panic buying because they need to keep their podcast live at least long enough for it to be able to switch over to somewhere else and all that so to be fair to you you did you know more than what was expected of you in in my opinion at least i appreciate that i think i I think we did you know as as much as we could to to try and you know because the fact is like i said at the beginning it's a labor of love it's not a hobby project it's a professional endeavor but it is a labor of love and it's a labor of love because I care about the industry and I love the industry. I love podcasting and specifically the, the way we deliver audio in a, um, a means that is, it, it doesn't require, um, special technology. There's no walled garden. You don't have to have the right app. You just have to have an RSS reader, um, or just use a, web, a website and, and it's all that kind of stuff. Um, that isn't Spotify, that isn't audible as much as I, love audible it isn't those walled garden services um and it's it's those things that that make me love the medium and it's partly that love that made me want to make sure that those people who really needed us weren't left out in the cold um you know there's 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 some wonderful shows on there on 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 podium that i'm really happy exist and one of them was a real surprise that um there's a Actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't give the specific name of the show because it would be unfair to reveal who pays for Podium and who doesn't. Right. But there was a, 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 a specific podcast that are, that's really niche and really fascinating as a, as a topic. Um, and it's, it's from a person who isn't a white male. 
um, talking about stuff that is incongruent with where they live, you know, and, and right. to hear that that person actually upgraded when they had the option to continue because I would have uh, I would have approved an application yeah. from them because I already knew the podcast and I thought it was a great addition to to the platform um, and a great service to listeners that this thing existed. But the person went and and upgraded and I, I saw I was surprised when I saw the the name pop into Slack as a pro as one of the professional subscribers. I was like, oh, I would have given you free hosting. <laughs> But you know you didn't apply for it, so you know I can only can only give it to people who apply. But like if you'd applied, I would have given it to you. But yeah. that person saw enough value in this in the service to to want to upgrade, and and that was hugely gratifying. And so overall, the experience has been positive, um, and I can say that because the people who have moved, you know, the, the people who move away. Um, for the most part, I just like, look, I do like the service. I just can't afford that. that that's just a bit rich for me. Um, and, and I'm like, that's absolutely fine. And, and those, those experiences have been, have been really positive. So, um, you know, we, we, I, I pay a lot of money to have a, um, an instant support system in place because that's one of the things that, that is important to me. Um, and, uh, yeah. So anyway, I've, I've, I've bubbled away a lot. Let's talk about coffee. <laughs> Let's talk about coffee. But what I will say really, really quickly before we do is that I've also yes. yet to see someone have a bad experience with this customer service. Like I, I'm yet to yeah. see someone complain about that specifically. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I've seen people complain about other aspects of Podient mm -hmm. that, you know, and usually it's people who don't actually use Podient ironically enough, right? They're always the ones who complain. Um, but I'm yet to see someone go, you know, I said X, Y, Z, and then didn't get reply, or they said something demeaning, or, you know, whatever their complaint could be. Mm -hmm. I'm yet to see that, and, and that's usually what I use as a sign of a good product or service, when yes. it goes wrong, because, you know what, inevitably it Software's will. a living thing. Yeah, and, you know, just today, I, I gave you two issues, I, I told you two issues I had, and, you know, they've been, they've been noted, and they'll be fixed soon, but, you know... Yeah. It, and the fact you're on this show, I think, proves that you're quite easy to get a hold of, right? If if someone has a you know genuine issue, mm -hmm. um, and and so that is credit in itself, um, and that's oh, that's that. at least what I try to use as my as my barometer for barometer. how yeah. good a service is. If if their support is great and constantly in touch, and I think um, Essential has done a good job of this with their. Mm. Uh, bi-weekly which has now become monthly amas on reddit where mm -hmm. every other week and as of 2018 every, once a month they would do and ask me anything and you know sometimes it was andy rubin but usually it wasn't and it was a couple of other people and they would just go in there and do that thing where they just you know mm -hmm. answer any question that anyone has um and you know the essential phone didn't when it came out, wasn't that great, but they've dropped the price to like $500 and they've fixed the horrible camera software. And now it's an amazing phone for the price. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's, but I try to use that as my barometer and I think it, yeah. it served me well so far. However, coffee. Yeah. Um, so in, in preparation for this episode, because you know, I, I knew, believe it or not, I was aware of the fact it was coming up. Um, I tried to integrate the Sniper Tech podcast into everything. My computer just shut down. Oh, wow. And when I say shut down, like, let me rephrase that. My computer just crashed. It didn't okay. shut down. It just right. died. 
Uh, oh no! I looked, I looked at my thing, and I was like, "Oh, the the power light is off." So I clicked it, and the computer came back on. Really bizarre. Mm. <laughs> I went, I went to click on a link, and you know, instead of the link being clicked, it just pop. So <laughs> pooped it. <laughs> that was yeah. odd. Mm. Right. Yes, indeed. So I was talking about fully Coffee. integrating myself. One of yeah. the things being coffee. Now, mm-hmm. I find coffee really intriguing. It's, uh, if you're not aware, uh, what, it, what it basically is, is it lets people... Well, I know you're aware, I meant the audience. Yeah, you know, I'm with <laughs> I could, as I said, I'm I like, huh, probably should have... <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Mark knows what coffee is. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so it allows people to donate a cup of coffee to you. So it depends on the, uh, the currency you have set. In my case, it's pounds, so it's three pounds. If you have it set to US dollars, it's three US dollars. Surprisingly, that is actually what a coffee costs in the respective countries. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's really useful. There's a button along the sidebar whenever you scroll through it, and it'll be in the show notes going forward. And it's really great, because if you ever feel like you want to donate three pounds, you should do that. As well as that, we've been working on a Patreon, and I, I was listening to the Platform podcast. Last, was it last week you were discussing Patreon? It might be uh, the week we've, before. We've actually talked about it a couple of weeks um, in passing, but yeah. Because I, I think it was last week when you were discussing how wonderful their API is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've tried to uh, fully integrate myself as much as possible. You know, I have, I have no use for the uh direct publishing to a dropbox folder or to youtube because yep. you yep. know these are live stream to youtube and uh, they're backed up locally as well as on youtube as it works out but well the, the the dropbox thing is actually the other way around um oh it's actually publishing right on the dropbox folder but we oh, still see. have no use yes um. <laughs> <laughs> still useless yeah. but you know i yeah good, good to get that corrected um and yeah, so I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this coffee goes. Go mm. donate to it. There's a link in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Go buy me a coffee because I'm running low. This is actually, I, I had, so my parents were here over Christmas. And I had, and so one of the things in Georgia is that they, they don't like good coffee here. <laughs> For lack of a better phrase. Like the idea of milk in coffee is completely unheard of. So un- unless you go to like a cost like a-, a Starbucks when there mm-hmm. are no Starbucks here, but if you go to like a coffee shop, you can get coffee with milk in. But outside of that, it's completely unheard of. Do they have cream? Nope. No. Oh right. So it's just it's black just coffee. Completely. Yeah. So I've had these sent over from the UK. Um, okay. Nescafe gold lattes. Right. Um, purely because they have like the the milk powder in them. And they're yes. not so sharp to drink. Yeah. See, I, I, make, I migrated over to, to black coffee a couple of years ago, and I've never looked back. And, and I, was, I was milk and, you know, well, there was a time in my life it was milk and three sugars, then milk and two, then milk and one, then milk. Actually, no, I think I pretty much went, went from milk and two sugars and just went hardcore and just went, you know what, I'm just going to drink actual just coffee. Right. Um, and, and so I have the little Nescafe uh dolce gusto pods yeah, yeah um and it's decent uh it's it's fine and so yeah all of my coffee i i drink i drink black unless i'm having a cappuccino yes i i am i'm fully capable of drinking a black coffee <laughs> and you know i, I was doing it for like <laughs> it's, that's basically it yeah like yeah, what will happen I, I is could. like 
you know, and I'd, I'd been drinking nothing but black coffee for like a month whilst here. And I was like, I just miss not feeling like my coffee is biting back every time I drink it. <laughs> I think part of it is the quality of the coffee in Georgia. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. A, a large part of that is the quality of instant coffee here. But yes. it, it was definitely one of those things where I was just like, I just need a smoother coffee drinking experience. Especially yeah. I, when... I don't think... Sorry, go on. I, I have... I got this as a Christmas present from uh, the TV station. So these guys, um, they, they can't afford to pay me. Right. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of work here, mostly volunteering. Um, so just to put this into context, when I say they can't afford to pay me, it's not. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm requesting like, you know, 25 grand a month. Half mm -hmm. of this building currently doesn't have heating, like it's shut off because yeah. they can't afford the heating for half this building. This is a TV station, right? And they can't afford to heat half a building. However, yeah. Um, they they have like a print press thing that they use to print merchandise onto, and so they took my Facebook profile picture, um, which was there up until yesterday because I change my picture every month, um, and they printed that onto a mug. So I have I have oh. this, yes, <laughs> Christmassy mug, right? So if if you're not, I'm I'm not sure if you're aware of the context of this picture, but what it is is I I took pictures of myself in front of a green screen we have here. And my right. mum had been sending pictures from home. And okay. so I photoshopped myself into a bunch of pictures from home to be like, see, Amazing. I'm here too. Like that kind of deal. Aww. And so this is our living room. So this is, that's like our Christmas tree. And I photoshopped myself into <laughs> it. And then my wrist, if you look really closely at my wrist, you'll see how badly yeah. photoshopped that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, because I'd been pointing that's like, like the Ready up... Player One photo. Mm hmm. Because I'd been like pointing up. And then, like, I did, like, it was, like, intentionally bad, right? Because, you know, yeah, okay. if, if you, like, look at it in, like, if you look at the picture, you can see a slight green outline, right? Which, yeah. the quality of printing on this is, like, you can't actually see it. So, it, look, it looks better on this than it does in the actual digital version. Um, but, you know, that was part of a joke where it was, like, it was obvious that I'd been photoshopped into my house, partially because yes. I'm in Georgia, partially because the photoshopping wasn't that great. And there were a couple of different situations I'd photoshopped myself into. Um... But yeah, that was, this is printed on a mug, and it's, it's now forever, <laughs> forever me. That is delightful. Whimsical. Oh man, it was, it was, because I, I was completely not expecting it, to be honest. Like, I, I arrived after they'd done their Secret Santa draw. So I'd been, mm -hmm. you know, watching everyone doing their Secret Santa madness. And then it got to, I think it was like the day after Christmas or whatever it was. And mm -hmm. you know, so the the, the guy, uh, the the CEO hands me a bag and is like, "Oh, and this is for you." And I was like, "What? Are you sure?" So I open it up. You know, there's like a pair of socks, and then there's this. And the like, they had the the picture. They had this picture like on the front of a box, mm -hmm. and it was at that moment I realized what it was and just burst out into laughter. Like this is brilliant. <laughs> so every now and again, I'll be taking a swig of coffee and I'll be like pointing to myself oh, yeah. on the mark. Look at that, it's me. <laughs> right? It's me. Uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's great though. But yeah, so if, if you want to donate coffee, I'd highly appreciate it because Georgian coffee is terrible and I need more English coffee in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's KO, is it just KO.FI or is it... Uh, KO-FI. KO-FI and then Snappy Check, I believe. Yeah. Uh... KO-FI.com slash snappy tech. Yep, all one word, no hyphen. Oh, you know mm -hmm. what? We, we, we were discussing the domain yeah, 
what quantifies the domain name, right? Yes. Um, this is this is an interesting one. So this is you know I I try to cre create some brand uh, consistency right across <laughs> social media sites. You want that, right? So as much as possible, you know they all use the same image and they all have the same banner, which has just been resized to fit with you know whatever app mm -hmm. it's on, all that jazz. Um, so it's as, as similar as possible. However, and this really pisses me off, mm. Twitter allows underscores but not hyphens right yes. so you can have g yes. underscore chachanese which is my twitter name or snappy underscore tech yep. facebook allows hyphens but not underscores mm. <laughs> so our twitter is snappy underscore tech our facebook mm -hmm. is snappy hyphen tech <laughs> and then there are some services that allow neither and it's just snappy tech yep. yeah <laughs> yeah the the twitter one I, I'm trying to think because obviously a lot of the decisions they made were in conjunction with the, the whole SMS thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't really know why they made that decision because I can't see it being particularly SM, you know, problematic from an SMS point of view that you can no. you refer to someone by because it's all just text. So, yeah. I, I don't know why they why they made that decision. It, it is worth noting that the underscore is the only um, character that gets that treatment, right? Yeah. Um, so the be the best way to see that is like if you do a hashtag. So yes. any other character will kill the hashtag apart from yeah. an underscore. Um, yeah. So I I don't know who decided that, but someone clearly did. Well, again, I mean, like both of those things, adding, which has now become synonymous with Twitter and mm -hmm. the hashtag were both inventions of the community. Effectively, they were not official yeah. Twitter things. So it's only just an arbitrary rule, really, that's that's been put in place to say this is the, the regular expression. Uh, you know, the, 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 this is the pattern of, of characters that will allow um, that didn't necessarily have to be a Twitter decision. And then on top of that, obviously, because, the, the only yeah. thing it does is it creates that hyperlink, right? So if you do hashtag yeah. whatever, it's a hyperlink. But if you type yeah. in hashtag and then a random string of characters that Twitter doesn't usually recognize, it will still find that. It just doesn't yeah. hyperlink it. It's just really yeah. bizarre. Yes. Oh, damn it, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so odd. Uh, so we have the coffee integration. We have... Mm -hmm. The switch over to Markdown. Um, yeah. What what is what's in the because a lot of the changes in the mm -hmm. last couple of months have been mm. very much under the hood. Um, yeah. You know, an an unobservant user of Podium might not even notice that you know it's been changed from whatever it was before to Markdown, right? But yes. You know, if if they just type in a bit of text and leave it at that, they potentially wouldn't even notice mm -hmm. um so what is what is some of the stuff that's being worked on that will have that sort of visual pizzazz for lack of a better <laughs> phrase um well one of the one of the biggest things which started as an under the hood change and is is being rolled out through a, a private beta at the moment and then will be extended soon is customizable themes right uh, so the ability to uh, for anyone who is a little bit savvy um, or you know can can use a text editor can basically modify any of the HTML and or, and or CSS that make up their website. Yeah. Um, 
So an example of this, it doesn't, it, it looks bobbins on mobile, it doesn't look good at all, but the platform podcast uh, and th- actually, no, platform looks okay, but Thread, uh, which are two shows that I do, um, they both use the same underlying theme, but I've made changes to the HTML and the CSS that that just now do it for my for my sites. Right. Um, and that's all fairly easy. So it's kind of modeled after the Tumblr idea. So there's a templating language um, that we use. And it's so there's like it's basically putting all of the work on the browser. So the browser does all the rendering now um, instead of us uh, rendering a template server side. We throw all the templates at the browser and say, whenever you're asked for one of these, deliver it. Uh, and we just deliver the data to render the template. And so the browser yeah. now does all the work. Um, and this makes it very easy for people to customize the uh, the themes. And so that's going to be a big thing because it really will, you know, people could completely go from scratch and just have a, a complete, you know, re uh, rethink of their website for their podcast that has no bearing on any of the original themes. Um, and so I'm, I'm really, I'm really pleased with that, actually, how that how that's worked. Um, and uh, I think, you know, the, the actual theme editor works fairly elegantly. And uh, yeah, so like I'm, I'm over the moon with how that's working. And a lot of that is in service of the next feature, which is coming, which is very, very, very nearly done. Uh, well, the beta of this is very nearly done, which is um, allowing people to create networks. Right. Uh, which has been a very, very sought after um, addition and uh, it's become more um, more relevant as the months have gone on because of the fact that now you know every podcast needs to either be a community podcast or needs to effectively pay a subscription fee um, well needs to not, not effectively needs to pay a subscription fee um, this people who were creating ad hoc networks and hosting some of the podcasts for free and then one or two of them on the professional plan that's now harder for them um because those free ones might not qualify for community hosting and so more and more people want networks and that was actually one of the big takeaways so when i was live on doing effectively like an ama um the day the news broke about the change uh, to the business model um one of the big things that people said is what about discounts for multiple podcasts? Now that everything is going to be paid for, what what are you going to do for that? And what about networks? And so the two things kind of combined. So um, if you if you want to combine three podcasts into a network, you'll pay a little bit less than if you were to host three podcasts individually. Um, and and that go you know so you've got three, five, ten, or twenty. I think are the, the four options that we've got at the moment. Right. Um, and so that is uh, so the the reason the theme editor was important is it's it's more important for a podcast network to be able to have more control over their html because you don't want all podcast networks on podium to look exactly the same because the whole point of a network is it should have personality and whatever so um that that's going to be coming up very soon and it basically rolls podcasts into one site if you want them to uh you can still have your own domain name and all that stuff um and you'll get things like unified dash uh, dashboard for analytics so you can see all of the analytics uh at a glance like how many people listen to my network uh, which is really useful if you want to then approach sponsorships or or approach companies for sponsorships because you can say spread out among my three or five podcasts i get 
2,000 listeners, and that might be enough for a for a, a company to say, all right, well, well, we'll throw some money to that. Each one of those podcasts does the ad, and they all share the revenue. And and being able to have a, a unified dashboard for that kind of stuff is really useful. And then like hosts, uh, you know, so you're not duplicating information about all your hosts through all different podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's coming very soon, uh, and. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, as, as, as the as Steve Jobs used to say, I'm excited to see what you do with it. Awesome. That is, you know, we, we have two podcasts, and as you mentioned, the, the lowest tier is free. But when I saw you mention uh, the networks, it, it was one of those things where I was like, that is something that definitely makes sense. Yeah. As I, I could see someone needing um, mm-hmm. More, more so than a lot of features and it, yeah. it is uh, part, part of the issue is that unless something is uh, unless a feature is something that's really in your face people yeah. don't really see it as a change right a, a lot of a lot of the important stuff happens under the hood mm-hmm. but because people don't see it they don't really regard it as things that have changed They're like oh well mm-hmm. it still works the same for me like what is it you know, whatever. And so having something that is, you know, that big thing of now you can edit really resets, resets the counter, I guess, for lack of a better phrase for, you know, how, how much it seems like you're doing work, uh, in, <laughs> which I, is, which is a really bad way to phrase it. Right. But, but is it, it really, you know, the best way I can think of this is when I, whenever I get like a update for Snapchat, it always has like a the same change log. It's always bug fixes and, and performance updates mm-hmm. or performance improvements. And so you know every time I see that, I'm like, but what did you actually do, right? Yeah. For for all I know, it's literally exactly the same. You've just stuck that yep. in and gone, hey, look, we're making changes, right? Yeah. There's nothing that I can go, oh look, this is different. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, so, a, a design change is something that I can very clearly see as something that work has been put into. Um, yep. and it, it's good to see that there is definitely work being done there because I'd hate for someone to be like, yeah, but if you look at it, it looks exactly the same as it did three years ago. So what do yes. you mean they're doing something different? Yeah, and and that's that's one of the things that was an impetus for me to to want to build Podium is um, seeing so many podcast hosts that haven't changed, that haven't updated, um, and, and have kept the same the same design ethos from more than ten years ago. Um, and and to actually want to come in and say, look, I want something that's you know, I, I built this originally. I, I talked about this on uh, an upcoming episode of a show called Packaged, which is about subscription services, and right. Like I built this because I wanted, I had a problem. I wanted my podcasts, which I'd moved away uh, and, and wanted to self-host. I wanted a simple website, a simple player uh, that looked okay and a way to manage them. And so I just cobbled some stuff together and it's just, it's grown from there, you know, and it, it absolutely started with that kernel of this must have this, but it also has to be tolerable to use because it's me who's using it. And I don't want to, I, I've got enough of a thing where I like, if, if it doesn't work, if it, if it doesn't have a good interface, I, w- I will be irritated at myself for not having built a good interface or used yeah. a good off the shelf interface. Um, 
and so you know that's like as they call it in the industry dog fooding the fact that i am podium's first customer and so you know i share pain points with every other podcaster you know um because i i am um at heart uh, a podcaster not just a web developer a lot of the problems and a lot of the solutions i'm able to get to a little bit quicker and i can move a little bit quicker because there's mostly just me doing it uh, you know it's not like um a large company where it all has to go through committee and we have to you know can we implement this design change i'm a little bit more along the lines of well i user base is still relatively small i'm a little bit more along the old um facebook adage the old one that used to have move fast and break things yeah um i'd rather break it find a quick resolution and move on than be too scared to keep evolving the platform and the the, the one that i found really interesting was pocket casts which is the app i use to mm. listen to podcasts mm -hmm. um i'd noticed their web player if i let me let me check what the exact date is uh, so their web player hadn't been updated in, I want to say, a couple of years, it might mm -hmm. have been. Um, and, I'll, and so I tweeted them, like, guys, the hell's going on here? It'd be really nice to be able to, you know, listen to proper... You know, it's not that it didn't work, it was just missing features. September 6th, 2016. Yeah. And even that update was, you know, one bullet point, which is added a Safari pinned tab image. Like, you know... Mm -hmm that's mm. thanks thanks for that guys mm. right <laughs> so i tweeted and i was like guys what the hell's going on here and they went actually we're rebuilding it from scratch there's a beta that you can use and so you know version 2.0 it's, it's currently on build 28 mm -hmm. uh last update being december 5th um mm -hmm. so you know they clearly took a christmas break as you can expect because before then there'd been an update you know multiple times a month two within the same day nonetheless mm -hmm. uh, they they accidentally broke casting in one update and fixed it again like half an hour later um <laughs> but you know the fact that i can look at it and you know even if most of these things aren't issues that occur to me right like safari on high sierra no longer resets playback to zero like i don't use max but sure. that's an actual thing that i can go that is something that has been quantifiably fixed mm -hmm. right and th and those in detail change logs even if it is you know even if i'm just skimming over it and going oh that's a thing that you know i could hypothetically actually test and make sure they fixed yeah it, it gives me like confidence in a product yes absolutely yeah you want to know that people are still on it yeah and you know just saying oh we made some fixes doesn't quite cut it for me yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah bug fixes and improvements just as the the single bullet point <sighs> is uh yeah and I then, don't know if you ever used. Um, sorry, go on. No, no, go for it. There's an application called CodeKit, which uh, I use because I'm lazy um, and I can't be bothered to run a SAS compiler, which is a thing that turns one type of presentational code into a slightly different type of presentational code, basically. Um, uh, whereas CodeKit actually just does it every time you save, and then it's simple and and it's got lots and lots of other features that are useful. Um, right. But it used to. I don't. I haven't read them in a while. But it used to have very entertaining um, release notes, and so you would get the Mac uh, auto update thing, and it would tell you a few actual useful things that have happened. You know, we've upgraded this linter to this uh, point, and and you know we've added whatever else. 
uh, support for this minor language and then it'll be like um some uh, um some reference to something that happened in this week's game of thrones uh or something else or you know i've got a new cat or whatever like just stuff that will make you giggle that was in the release notes and it was it was guaranteed that there will be something in there to to just give you a little chuckle but the most important thing is he showed you that the app was constantly being improved you know it was there were it was always changes uh and it was you know it was always good stuff um so yeah people just want to know that things are still happening Well, that was fun, wasn't it? As I said, sorry again, but it kind of it kind of cuts itself off. However, a huge thanks to Mark Stedman for coming on. It was an absolute joy chatting with him. We have another special episode coming next week. However, before then, make sure to check him out. He's Stedman.io. It's his website on Twitter. He's at I am Stedman. Go to go and check out Podient, of course, because it hosts this wonderful podcast which if you're listening to um you haven't seen me just make the wonderful hand gestures i'm making but you know whatever so go check them out um they're at podient hq on the twitters and then it's podient.co or com there is a community option that is being reopened soon which i think was still in the podcast luckily he mentioned it at one point and that was a lot of fun and then yeah go check them out reasonable price mark is a very fun guy support is quick it works wonderfully and i'm not saying that under duress i promise he's just a genuinely nice guy and i'm personally looking forward to the themes because i want to make it look a lot more like the Snapitech website which as i'm here in georgia isn't something that's being used as much so i've actually just changed it for the time being at least to a redirect to the podcast page on the subject of a podcast go to snpy.tech slash podcast for the audio version if you don't want to watch it on youtube slash youtube if you don't want to listen to the audio version then we have slash live to come see us whenever we're live next which will be next sunday at roughly 6 p.m british time uh, so gmt in this case i believe yes because it's january it's 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 gmt not bst so 6 p.m gmt uh, we have another special episode some wonderful guests will be on and again it won't quite be the tech week's tech news we will mention it of definitely but we'll talk about things in part however it's another special episode with a few like really really special guests i highly suggest you come watch because it's going to be a great one and then go check out our socials slash facebook slash twitter slash snapchat all of that jazz and we'll see you next week thank you for sitting through this bye